Uh, we're going to be taking a bit of a break after next week. Um, there are some things that are going on that you're going to be seeing real soon. And, um, you know, we have all these new shows coming and there's a lot of things we're doing behind the scenes. Uh, we're going to take a short break. Um, I'm going to pile some episode stuff together so when we come back, we're bigger and stronger. And, um, you know, we'll be back after that. But everyone stay odd. Enjoy your weekends, your weeks. Can't, can't <laughs> clarify this enough. <laughs> Lock your grandparents in the basement. You are not prepared! Then you couldn't look, there was no internet to look the shit up on. Everyone loves Dick. Are uh, you Dick Grayson. Dick <laughs> what? Did we just become best friends? Yup! I forgot my line. <laughs> line. Somebody save me. What's my line? I think a line is like a straight arrow. Alright, so I should pick up so I should pick up this bow and arrow over here and I should shoot him in the face. Welcome to what an odd ASMR <laughs> talk about. Oh, he's gonna shoot that arrow. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to What an Oddcast, I'm German I'm Anthony Denny. Welcome guys. Oh my god. Um so we got a fun little thing for us today, right? I believe so. I you know, we have some li- some ranked things we're going to go through. Um Oh yeah. I think this this is going to be a fun one today, I'd hope. I think it's good. Yeah, be. Jared uh Jared got two articles. Uh we haven't read them. Nope. Um Jared's going to be taking control of the top one. I'm be taking control of the second one. Correct Mundo. <laughs> Uh, so why don't, uh, you want to just jump into it? I mean, yeah. Oh, just kidding. I actually have something I want to say. Um, so, <laughs> so well, don't I look like an asshole? So I <laughs> sent Anthony the, the achievement that I got on Mortal Kombat 11 that I didn't know was a thing because I was just goofing off. And, uh, there is an achievement for ducking a hundred times in one match and it's a rare achievement. So, uh, that's a thing. Um, I don't, uh, I don't feel shame for anything I did in, in what I was doing. Um, it just kind of happened. So, uh, yeah, I just want to bring that up real quick. Uh, also, I just want to say, <laughs> Jared has won 261 matches on Mortal Kombat 11. Not very many. Compared, compared to the people that really play that game, that's nothing. I mean, I don't... I was going through and I was... Uh, I was doing the tower to get like the endings to all the other characters because I'm I'm the person that just likes that kind of shit that they put in there, and uh, that that was fun. Uh, but other than that, I played Resident Evil Seven. I finally went into my overflowing thing of games that I have that I haven't finished. Uh, finished that one off. I really enjoyed it. Um, but can oh, I say spoiler alert to everyone? But if you're playing it, this will be very helpful. Fuck. The goddamn booby booby trap house that he fucking <laughs> makes me walk through. That thing was so dumb. It's <laughs> I, great. I died so many times in the same spot that I would, by the second time going through, I knew to duck to go through the hallway, but then immediately turn around because there's a fucking thing that's going to come up behind me. But I kept dying getting into the room I was trying to get into because it had steroids, which in that game increases your maximum health. And I was like, I really want that. But there were yeah. so many fucking trip mines and explosive things in there. And I, I kept learning of new things that were in the room. It's not. So did you, which, uh, which not girl did it. you save? Uh, what do you mean? Well, Spoiler you alert. Cannot... Um... I saved the girl I went there for originally. Ah, uh, yeah. I got ending. Do you, you want to? Do you know what happens? You want to know what happens if you save her? Save the other girl? Yeah. What happens if you save Zoe? Or she Zoe? dies on the boat on <laughs> on the way over. <laughs> and then uh, Mia, that was her name, right? Mia. Yeah. Um, she goes psycho, and you have to kill her, and you kill her for good. Wow. Yeah. But it's great because you're rowing away, and then suddenly Zoe's like, "No, no, Ellie, no!" And then she just fucking molds away. 
that's uh well, you know, it's not much better if you say if you say Mia, because again, spoiler alert. I'm just gonna go through it because you know we we got like the two article things, but I just want to get this out. Um, even if you say Mia, by the end of it, you find out like the whole reason she was there. It was she was actually like a fucking undercover agent thing <laughs> for Umbrella that she didn't like never gets yeah. brought up until that point, and the the little girl is like apparently the bio weapon, and you have to fight that at the very end. And uh, Mia kills herself to save you anyway. So, I mean, it doesn't really seem to matter what you do. Uh, can I say and then that I did fucking the... game pulled the biggest twist on me? It really did. It, 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 that was not what I expected. <laughs> With the creepy old lady being the little girl. Being the, the little girl, yes. I was like, she kept following me throughout that whole fucking house. And I kept being like, all right, Grandma, I can't shoot you or anything. But like... <laughs> Really creeping me out, and then and then yeah, you know the the reveal they had twist to, fucking killed me. I'm sure they had to make it so you you physically couldn't shoot her because the second time she showed up, I tried to shoot her. Immediately. I am, like, I tried to shoot her every time she ended up somewhere because she always scared the shit out of me. Because she always appears outside of like a safe house, so I'm like, oh thank god, I just got to get through this door, and then I just hear of the wheels and I turn around and immediately want to start shooting <laughs> God only knows <laughs> oh my god it's the bug vagina again <laughs> um but you know uh, I beat that and now I'm trying to go through evil within two and can I just can I say something go ahead I want I want everyone to not judge me for this but it's I because you're so boxed up here evil within two is way too goddamn long I could, I can beat Resident Evil 7 twice in the same amount of time it takes me to beat this fucking game. Because it just keeps fucking going. Like, I thought I was at the end last night, and then it spawned into a whole other villain person I have to find. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Well, also, uh, I would say a big difference between Resident Evil and, and other horror games is that Resident Evil is, is meant, meant to be, to be speed run. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have your first like, run through that's your slowest. You figure things out, go back through the second time, and you just keep getting better and better because you know where everything is. Oh yeah, that's the whole point of them. I just enjoy the story. I, I'm I'm just gonna be honest. Um, but yeah, that that's that's my verdict. Resident Evil Seven really good. Uh, I'm I'm very excited to see what they do with Eight because now there's gonna be like werewolves and a Witcher, like a coven. What is and a, what has Ethan gotten himself into now? Yeah, that's the other thing that people are really surprised about. It's the same person from the seventh game. Um, and it's like, oh, that doesn't happen in Resident Evil. They, It's like the people survive and then they do some things behind scenes and the next game is one of the other people that you've known before, but he's on his own adventure. Um, but this time it's like, yeah, no, this is what happens to him after all the shit that he just went through in Biohazard. <laughs> And I, I got to play the, they added the free DLC of Chris Redfield. And uh, I, I ran through that quick. Um, I don't know why he goes evil. Because in 8, it looks like he's evil now. Like, he kills, kills like, your girlfriend or whatever. And then he, like, and uh, apparently the, the something that people found out is he's the reason you go to where you go in 8. So it's like, what happened to him? Like, why Why is he all of a sudden apparently an evil guy? What What the fuck just happened? But He's uh, got a bug on his chest. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm waiting for it. They just switch it. Like, Chris Redfield's this have way now. The, uh, do you have the Ethan Must Die DLC for Resident Evil 7? I don't. I don't have any of the other ones. Uh, the uh, Chris Redfield one was free that they put out because of 8. And I'm like, okay, I'll play this. Ethan Must Die is the biggest. You killed kick a brother, dick. Lucas, or whatever. Why is it a big kick in the dick? Um, well, you see, it's a game. It's like Resident Evil at its highest, where you're trying to ah, get through the house as fast as you can. Okay. It's randomly generated every time. You can randomly run into people. And the best part is, you know, you start with a knife, as you do. So you have to, like, knife open boxes to get more items. However, every now and then a box will just explode. Yeah, that's why I was really happy to kill him and with uh, the ending of Chris's. Oh, and uh, that's oh. another thing. Like, if you play the Chris, right, it's the free DLC they did. And, like, 
if you play that, not only do you kill the the brother that you didn't do in the main game because he ran away like a little bitch, uh, Chris is the one that hunts him down. And apparently he was working in a secret underground lab in the mine that's run by the old Umbrella, and he was selling them the secrets of the mold that you see in that game. Oh, I'm so glad you, that was the DLC. Uh, not a hero, I think is what it was Yeah, called. not a hero. Yeah, apparently he was the one that caused all the shit to happen with the mold because uh, Umbrella was like, yeah, we want more information about it. So he kept mutating it. Uh, by the end of that, you have to fight him, and he turns into essentially a tyrant. And it was fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a Complete big question with whether arm or not claw and charge. Yeah, uh, if he was actually infected throughout the game. Oh yes, very much. And he gave himself a dose of the new shit he was working on for him that he was trying to send information to before you catch him. And uh, yeah, he turns he turns into a fucking tyrant. Uh, and then Chris blows his head off with a shotgun when he tries to confess or whatever about like you don't understand blah 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 and then Chris just blows his head off with a shotgun and walks away Chris Redfield's been dealing with this shit since the 1990s <laughs> he doesn't have time for any more bullshit I don't have time for your bullshit <laughs> like he just lifts up the guy by his lapel say last guy who fucked with me I, pu- I punched into a volcano and hit it with an RP tree fuck with me now I punched I don't a give rock. A <laughs> you see these muscles? Uh, I can punch through solid granite. Can you? No. Actually, actually, it wasn't a shotgun shell. It wasn't filled with pellets. It just filled up with uh, Chris Redfield's fingernails. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, so let's get into this first list now that we've got that out of the way. Uh, obviously, it's odd chat in case you couldn't tell. Sorry about all the, uh, you know, the game talk at the beginning. You know, we get yeah, fuck it. It's we can talk about whatever we want. It's all chat. We do whatever the yeah, fuck we yeah. want on this one. Yeah. Uh, so number 10 on the list of the top 10 worst things that Frank Reynolds has ever done. <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. Oh, my toe knife. <laughs> you, know, was, you made me, uh, you know, because you sent me this list. I don't. Do you know binging with Babish? Um, I've seen their stuff around. I I'm gonna be. Relo- I'm, I'm, I haven't watched it. I'm not gonna go on. Um. Well, what what he does is he makes like TV movie foods. But he did two Always Sunny specials. What did he which, do? Which of course started. Uh, well, he did Rum Ham. <laughs> okay. Which. He does like the original thing, and then he makes his own version that's actually edible. Because turns out, if you soak ram- ham and rum overnight, it's just inedible. <laughs> <laughs> he right. made fight milk. He made riot juice. Oh God! What did he? Okay, please tell me what did he use for fight milk? Did he? Did he milk uh, a crow? No, he used because uh, he can't really get crow eggs. Um, so he used quail eggs, milk, and uh, vodka. Oh my god! Yeah, and then he made a much better <laughs> version, but it's just awful. the fact that he he made the literal thing and drank it. Whoa. That sounds awful. Yeah, and then he turned it into an alcoholic eggnog. Oh, that's an interesting take. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, well, number uh, ten, uh, sleeping with Gail the snail. <laughs> So this is always sunny in Philadelphia, in case you haven't caught on. Frank has sex with Dennis and Dee's maternal cousin, Gail the Snail. While technically not a blood relation, Frank's decision to go there <laughs> attests to his complete lack of morality and common sense. Frank's real goal is to seduce his ex-wife's sister, Donna, but he settles with her daughter. <laughs> Oops. Dennis and Dee hate Gail the Snail because she... Uh, yeah, she does the slurping thing instead of swallowing, because uh, she's <laughs> constantly drooling for some reason. Like I don't, I don't. She's a disgusting person. <laughs> oh yeah, and then uh, you know they throw the salt on her because Gail the snail makes her run away. Uh, but yeah, no, Frank. Uh, yeah, Frank does that, and then he comes just walking down in the morning, and his boxer is like, "Yo, oh, you don't understand." <laughs> How did you get in my house? You got really terrible security. <laughs> 
<laughs> you just fucking kicked in a door. <laughs> oh, I love it. See, that's something I hope that's on this list because he does that a lot with people. He'll just be in someone's house and they'll be like, how did you get in here? He's like, you got terrible security. There's like a whole broken window. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Uh, Number nine. (laughs) Number nine. (laughs) Buying a Lamborghini just to annoy Dennis. Yeah, that's uh, (laughs) Frank Reynolds for you. Did you buy a a Lamborghini? Yeah, it sucks. (laughs) I hate this car. And then he'll, but then he also buys the purse that D wanted. And he's just putting chocolate in it. Like Frank, that's a designer bag. Blah blah blah. Like I don't, I don't know. Holds my candy. <laughs> just melted chocolate all in this fucking nice ass purse. Uh, but yeah, one Christmas Frank decides to buy Dennis's dream car, a Lamborghini, in hopes of emotionally wrecking his legal son. <laughs> emotionally wrecking it. I love that. <laughs> oh, and Frank also buys a designer handbag D desires and uses it. Oh, it's cheese balls. <laughs> that's what it was. He puts cheese balls in it. Uh, yeah, so that's number nine. Not off to a bad start. Oh, God, you're going to love this one. Number eight. Pimping Dennis out. <laughs> When the gang gets in trouble with the mafia, they must come up with a plan to repay a debt that they owe. Seizing the opportunity, Frank immediately starts pimping out Dennis to to the mob wives as a money-making scheme. (laughs) He He emotionally and physically abuses Dennis throughout the entire ordeal, forcing Dennis to work non-stop. Frank's goal, though, isn't to repay the debt at all. It's to line his own pockets, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that's Frank for you. Gotta make that money. <laughs> yeah. oh. <coughs> he runs him so raggedy. He's, he's like ready to die by the end of that episode. Uh, so, oh yeah. Number seven. Pulling out a gun whenever he's angry. <laughs> So anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> That's fucking Frank Reynolds right there. Frank loves guns, and he loves to elevate already tense situations by pulling out old pistols out of his pocket, often waving them in the air or shooting off a few rounds. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Uh, Frank's preferred gun is a Smith & Wesson Model 19 snub nose. I love how that's a fucking... (sighs) He believes that donning a gun solves solves every problem, whether it's putting out a grease fire, coping with a bad acid trip, or kidnapping elected officials. It's no surprise (laughs) that Frank makes a fool of himself on the local news advocating for more lenient gun laws in Philly. I flushed my shoes, Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, oh, this fucking show. <clears throat> you want to take a guess at what number six might be? <sighs> drugging. Uh-huh. I don't fucking know. Drugging uh-huh. someone. Oh. I'll give you a hint. Move that bus. Oh, the kidnapping of the family to destroy their house. Yes. Giving the Juarez family a forced extreme <clears throat> makeover. <laughs> Forced. Oh, very much so. At gunpoint, even. (laughs) (laughs) The gang mimics extreme makeover home edition by quote unquote surprising their neighbors with a midnight home makeover, believing that doing good for others will bring luck into their own lives. (laughs) What exactly happens? The gang kidnaps a poor family instead of giving them a, rem- a remodeled and redecorated home. The Juarez domicile is completely destroyed by the gang's incompetence. 
Frank helps Dee and Mac with the personal makeovers of the family members being held hostage at the ramshackle apartment he shares with Charlie. And it even has a picture of him. He gives the, the women the fucking, like, white eye contacts. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, number five. Using Frank number Fluid's five. LLC as a money laundering front. I just love my wolf cola. Ah, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's the wolfiest. <clears throat> Frank developed a company called Frank Fluids LLC as part of an elaborate scheme to launder money and build a large tax scam. Eventually, Frank sells actual drink products like Wolf Cola and Fight Milk. <laughs> Fight Milk. Frank and the company come under scrutiny when it turns out Wolf Cola has become the official drink of the terrorist organiza- organization Boko Haram. <laughs> Frank goes on the news with Dennis and Dee in order to save Wolf Cola's reputation, but the trio causes more harm than good. Shocking. <laughs> I fucking love it. He was Wolf Cola comes up late in a later season too. Oh, it gets brought up quite a bit. He's just constantly trying to pawn it off on somebody. <laughs> like, Would you like some Wolf Cola in this trying time? <laughs> uh, number four. Oh god, number four has to do with D. Oh god, there can be so many things. <laughs> Think. uh... When you think interrogation, horror. <laughs> Let's read you the description, shall we? Frank Please. Frank takes being a despic- a despicable human being to the next level when he decides to waterboard poor D in a urinal at Patty's pub. The two are upset about Dennis and Dee's biological father, Bruce, who plans to donate the money he's inheriting. Oh, he inherited from the twins' late mother, Barbara, to a Muslim community center. Center. At which point, Frank decides to waterboard Dee in order to get information about how to blackmail Bruce and get the money. Ooh, I wonder how that got, how well that went through. Oh, it is awful. Oh. oh, God. Number three has to do with his business. Take a guess. Uh, he, that he did something awful. He should. He looked up Asian cream pies. Oh, Anthony. God damn. What? <clears throat> Number Just, three. That's an episode. Number three, embezzling millions from his former business partner. <clears throat> it becomes clear that Frank's best skill is screwing other people out of money. Dennis and Dee trying to teach Frank a lesson by reaching out to his former business partner, Eugene. <laughs> are met with a horrifying realization. Decades earlier, Frank embezzled millions of dollars from the company he shared with Eugene, leaving his partner high and dry. Eugene eventually enacts revenge on Frank, though, giving him a taste of his own medicine. But yeah, I yeah, know he screwed over his old business partner, and then there's like the whole thing about he was all that it was all for a woman. Can you blame him? Past. He he has fucking uh, donkey brains. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, number two. Oh, here we go. Harassing numerous women, including the waitress. <laughs> Don't forget, we talk about Mantis Toboggan. <laughs> oh, my bad. Dr. Mantis, Mantis Toboggan. toboggan. <clears throat> Frank has no respect for women. 
as Frank tells Dee when she considers running for office, a woman in politics is like a donkey is like a donkey doing calculus. There's no doubt, there's no doubt that Frank is a classic misogynist. Like Dennis, Frank emotionally and physically abuses women throughout the entire show's run. Which is... No. <laughs> which is very true. While Frank has a consensual, food-based sexual relationship with D's acting friend Artemis, which just gets fucking weirder and weirder the more that goes on, he takes advantage of women like Charlie's mom and the waitress, to name a few. Frank may think he's many things, um... Ooh, but uh, that one, he can't really, uh, you know, he can't get away from that one. Ooh. But uh, that, that, that's all accurate. So far, this list is very accurate at just being a terrible human being. I mean, if number one isn't uh, the serial incident, I don't know what is. It is not, but that one is a good one. When uh, he rear-ends D- uh, Dennis. Mm-hmm. Because he can't see shit. <clears throat> So, number one. (laughs) Oh, God. Running sweatshops. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Ultimately, nothing beats running sweatshops when it comes to being the worst human being in existence. Frank admits to the gang he traveled to Vietnam in the 1990s in order to open up a sweatshop. When Dennis designs a dress, Frank opens another sweatshop in the basement of Patty's pub, of all places. Here, he manufactures the clothing items that that Dennis wants. Mac helps him run it. Frank rules over the sweatshop with an iron fist, refusing his employees breaks, sleep, or food, and occasionally whipping them. Oh, only occasionally. (sighs) And that is all ten that they have here. There is a lot more you you could put on there, but... uh... I don't think that's too bad. I would say Frank is my second favorite character in Always Sunday. So. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Now, who, who's your favorite? Oh, I, see, I, I really like Frank. Um, I also like Charlie because he, he's just one of those characters. That he's very simple. And uh, the <laughs> shenanigans he gets into is amazing got this box of hornets why <laughs> put an h on it <laughs> why i want to try to get their honey <laughs> hornets don't make honey what are you talking about why are they protecting the beehive they gotta be honey in there <laughs> <laughs> got that whole charlie's actually my, i would say is my favorite character um, that charlie work episode is really good too they're like i i like charlie i like frank uh Mac is good in certain, uh, I don't know, he's good in certain situations. Like, did you see on the newest season they had, uh, when they go to the zoo? No, I haven't. <laughs> they go to the zoo and they're all, uh, they, uh, I think it's D, tries to get everyone to just stick together so they can get through everything. And as soon as they can, everybody immediately splinters off in the groups they want to be with and nobody wants to be with D. Mac doesn't understand texting at all. <laughs> like they would send him cuz like they would send him like emoticons and shit to try to explain what they're saying and Mac would take it the completely wrong way <laughs> and pissed everybody off. Um but no, no, I love always sunny in Philadelphia, so I figured that would be a fun list to go through. Uh Anthony has the other one and I'm going to let him take it oh, from yeah. here. Uh I know what it is, which is, it's a list ranking of why aliens, well, you know, Alien 2, for you simple people, you know, anybody who doesn't know, it's Alien 2, but it's called Aliens because there's multiple, there's a whole reason why. Uh, five reasons Ooh. why that's the best sequel by James Cameron uh, versus Terminator 2, another really great sequel that he produced. And I'm going to say Terminator 2 and Shrek 2 are the best movie sequels of all time. We'll see about that. So start us off. All right, Jared. All right. Number 10. Number 10. Sorry. Number 10. Um, Aliens switches genre from the original. 
It does. Yeah. Ridley so, uh, Scott's original Alien movies, one of the cornerstones of horror. James Cameron knew if he was going to make it a horror movie, he would fuck up. So why he made it an action thriller instead. Yeah, that's... Uh, <clears throat> that's uh, I think that's one of the best qualities when it comes to Alien and Aliens 2. Is Alien 1, um, it acts like an old... Uh, like an older monster movie where like the monster is there and it's doing things and there's even some kills that go on, but you don't actually get to see it until later in the film. And then they finally show you like, this is the thing that's been murdering people that everyone's been afraid of. Because you know, the, the, the the old (coughs) rule, the human mind will make way worse things than you can ever write. That is correct. And, and, when you get to aliens, like I think he did the right approach because you, if you were to do the same thing you did with the first film, it wouldn't work as well. It's already lost its magic. We all know what it looks like. Just show it to us then. Like there's no reason to hide it. So in that one, it's, Hey, the Marines are here to get rid of the entire nest. Oh no. They completely underestimated what this is. And they get slaughtered by multiple aliens. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it turned out to be a great fucking, a uh, great fucking movie. Uh, continuing the story from the first film and telling and showing everything in a different light, giving it that different genre. And I think it was nice. Fun fact: it's an allegory for the Vietnam War. Is it? Is it actually, or is that just what people think? <laughs> I believe that it. People think it is, but it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. it does. Like a bunch of well-armed soldiers come in, and then they get fucking slaughtered by stealthy people hiding. Yeah, they get they get killed by the guerrilla warfare of people who know the land better. Yeah, exactly. And can uh, yeah out so that that like think of traps and things like that. Yeah, I agree with that. Hmm. I, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, right. I, well, I don't, I don't know if I fully agree with it. I can see where it comes from, though. Put it that way. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, and I agree with your statement. <laughs> it's so basic like yeah yeah what he said yeah so number nine Terminator 2 it put a fresh spin on the original formula <gasps> hey we just talked every about ter- that <laughs> yeah every, I like this line every Terminator sequel after T2 has tried to copy the element of the first movie Oh, no, tried to copy Terminator 2 and failed miserably. Wait, what? Yeah, every Terminator sequel after T2 has tried to copy, oh, copy this element and failed miserably. okay, yes, yes, I will agree put, with that. Trying to put a fresh spin on it. Um, the, the fresh spin that they're talking about is how um, the T-800 is sent back to save him, and the T-1000 is yeah. the bad guy. Yeah, and then every sequel after that, it's either the exact same thing happening, or like in the newest one, I don't even give a fuck because, I don't know, it's a movie, um, that they go and find him to get help with the other one that's sent back. Like, you've, can we just, because technically it is a Terminator that gets sent back to save the new chosen one, but it's like... A different, it's a humanized version. And then they still go find goddamn Arnold Schwarzenegger and his fucking whatever robot body that apparently the skin ages is how they just pass that off. Whatever, man. Like, they go find him and he's still the savior, so it is very much. Oh, wait, and that's right. Uh, For anyone who hasn't seen it, I'm sorry, but uh, they killed John Connor instead. They finally kill him. They they tie their own loophole. (gasps) Only to essentially make another loophole. Uh, a wise turtle once said, one often meets his fate on the way to avoid it. Yeah. Or should I <laughs> talk slower? Fuck you. Uh, what's the next one? <laughs> All right. Uh, number eight, Alien matches the movie, the first movie's intensity. Yeah, yeah, it does. Cause I mean, even though they're switching genres, and now it's an action movie, and it's soldiers trying to fight back monsters, it still has that. 
it still has that element of like, I mean, what the fuck is going to happen here? Cause like right off the, uh, right off the rip, most of them get fucking brutally murdered in the nest. Um, and the ones that are left, uh, yeah, like barely do anything. Like... And then, well, see, cause then if you're going by alien three, then they all fucking died. <laughs> but then it just gets weird yeah. after that. Or like, so, I, it gets like weird. Alien resurrection. Um, the movie's not intense. Like the, the xenomorphs die mm-hmm. left and right. <clears throat> They're pathetic. Like you watch Alien Resurrection, the f- most fucked up thing you'll be about is uh, uh, Geiger's <coughs> artwork with the alien and the, the newborn and all that. Yeah, the alien and by that times, they did they went weird with it because of the whole Ridley thing. Anyway, what's next on the list? Um, T2, the action sequences are bigger and bolder than the original. You can't see it here, but they have yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger standing with that minigun shooting at all the cops. That, that That is true, though, because the first movie was more... It, it did the same thing as Alien and Aliens. It was the same case of... Um, the first movie is more of a... With Alien, the first movie is more, like, as I said, your traditional horror monster movie where the monster is there, but you don't get to see it. And then this movie is, it's more of a thriller because you know the Terminator is coming for her, but he never gets her. Like, he's just always two steps behind where she's going to go. And there's a some action there, yeah. like when he enters the cop station, but it's not, that's about it. Most of it is just him chasing yeah. her, trying to catch her until you get to the end and then know. it's he gets, you know, they get rid of him. And then you get to the second movie, and but, immediately, as soon as that the uh, the new ter- evil Terminator comes in, it's just immediate in, we need to kill this thing, and we need to keep going. Get down. Yeah. Yeah, no, I thought, that's actually a really good way of putting it, that the, like, the original Terminator is more akin to a monster movie than really an action movie, I would say. Yeah. I mean, technically, it is. I mean, it's, a, it's not a person that's chasing her. It is a... You know, a monster of sorts, a man-made creation that went haywire. That's something that sci-fi horror does all the time, so... It's been doing this since fucking Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. Uh, By the way, a fun fact on number seven here. Uh, At the time of its release, with a budget of $100 million, Terminator 2 was the most expensive movie ever made. With $100 million. Fucking amazing, because if you look at Alien Three, it had it had a budget around somewhere around there, and the sea and all the special effects look fucking awful. That movie looks awful. But then you look at Two Two that had a smaller budget and the Liquid Terminator. Let me tell you, that thing still yeah. fucking holds up. I don't know how they pulled that shit off, but he still. <laughs> fucking holds up better he held he i think in my opinion the t2 liquid terminator (laughs) still to this day looks better than the new terminator they just did that has a liquid metal thing yeah i I don't know how they did it you know the budget of 100 million which to let you know the most expensive movie ever made adjusted for inflation Oh, please. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. That is shameful. <laughs> that is shameful, <laughs> Disney. That is absolutely shameful. Actually, the top five are all Disney movies. Of course it is. I mean, Disney fucking owns everything. They make millions upon billions of dollars. While everyone else is struggling to figure out how to pay their bills, Disney's buying whole corporations at a time. <laughs> oh, yeah. but I gotta put gas in the car this morning. And you just look out your side, you look out your window, and there's a giant Disney walking around just, bye, <laughs> bye, bye. And you got all the lawyers <laughs> running by his feet. Just Do oh. it. Hang on, hang on. We gotta, I gotta have him sign these forms. Can you sign this form for me? Can you sign this form? We're buying you as well. <laughs> I'm gonna sue you. I just, I'm gonna sue you. Well, we just bought your law firm, so no, you're not. Yeah. See, I believe, 
I so I wholeheartedly believe that's just an average everyday living in uh, California around Hollywood area. <laughs> oh man, I used to love that coffee shop. Whatever happened to it? Huh? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> They're just slowly buying everything. Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> um, number six, aliens. It's, I'm just gonna say odd. Even numbers or aliens, um, is aliens, I guess, is technically grammatically correct. And uh, even, odd numbers are fucking T2. Okay, that would probably so, be something to let everyone know ahead of time, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've fucked you. It's not like, swallow my jizz. Um, <clears throat> aliens. It amplifies the terror of the original. Yeah, I mean, one one xenomorph, right? Like, they got acid blood, so no matter what you're doing to kill it, you're gonna fucking die. Uh, and it's super stealth. You would never know where it's gonna be. And even with your motion tracker, like, you start seeing, you know, three, four of those alone. Um, that's that's not good. That's no bueno. You know you're not gonna survive that. Um, yeah, it's no bueno. So it, 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 so it does manage to amp it up, and... Uh, it has the queen at the end of that one, right? Yeah, it does. That's what I thought. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. then you get to meet the queen, so you see how yeah. there's so fucking many of them at once. Is this giant fucking xenomorph that looks like a dinosaur? Less like a penis, more like a dinosaur. <laughs> um, the picture they have for this number is the scene where you know they're in the hallway and they have the motion scanner up and you see all these scans like coming closer and closer to them but like I don't see anyone no. so like a white person they look in the, in the ceiling and then they're just boom all of them right there crawling yep because yeah. they, they learn just a fun f- yeah they learn they're smart now fun fact about the xenomorph uh, the reason why they have acid blood you, you want to know why? Yeah, sure. Give it to me. Because they're living batteries. They don't need to eat because the acid the acid level in their blood keeps them alive. What? Yeah. Then why, <laughs> then why do they kill? Because they oh, fucking Oh, wait. I guess kill. we have to wait for the next movie in the Prometheus line to find out because I'm not really learning yeah, anything in the first two. Well, David makes the uh, um yeah so since this isn't going to talk about prometheus um <laughs> so if you're like me when prometheus first came out you had no fucking idea it was an alien movie uh so me and uh, our buddy paul from high school on senior skip day we went and saw prometheus and i'm like what, the, what is it like, i don't know i know we'll just see what this is about and then at the end i see the alien i'm like i'm, I'm pretty sure that that's like the xenomorph fucking alien and then it was uh, and then they made that fucking Alien Covenant movie, which, I, you know, gives you some information, I guess. And then it ends with the whole, like, he's infecting everyone with the xenomorph that he's made out of the original Alien DNA thing. But, like, he said that there's going to be another one, and that one yep. will take you to where Alien starts and i'm like i don't need three more movies to explain to me <laughs> simply where the fuck that you like you could have had alien covenant that could have been your first movie by itself <laughs> because if you take out uh uh the the is a david there as being the reason why that they morph into that where like he's there but you just take away any concept of how he got there just maybe hint at it, but you don't need a whole movie about it. Wink, wink. Um, you could just start from there and then maybe make another one if you really wanted to. But at least that way you know that that one movie is going to be good because Alien Covenant wasn't great. <laughs> I mean, they didn't even have the Xenomorph from there. They got the Protomorph. Uh, they do the have the... Neomorph. I mean, it's basically a Xenomorph by the end of Covenant because that's why he infects her is he finally perfected what he was trying to do. Poor Shaw. <laughs> oh, I don't right. know. Number anyway. five. Um, Terminator 2. It felt like a natural progression of the story. I guess so. 
I mean, the only thing you know after the end of the first movie is that she had sex, and apparently she got pregnant off that one time. Like, way to be a three-pump chump, sir. And uh, it just kind of flash-forwards to, like, here's the kid, but she went fucking insane, so she's in an, an asylum, and he's off living here. Oh, no, here come the Terminators again. But as long as you don't think... I mean, I guess if you're not trying to nitpick it, you don't look too hard. It, it does fit um, right in to... You know, this says that. it feels like a natural progression story, but it doesn't explain why. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. Like, it doesn't necessarily tell you why any of this is happening again, uh, but it does at least take place after the first movie. <laughs> it does at least take place after the first movie. And like right. you have the same characters, yeah. Yeah, like the T eight hundred Cyber Nine Systems Model One Hundred One. Yes. Number four, Aliens. It expands on the Xenomorph mythology by introducing the Queen. I'm gonna get you. I got a little mouth inside my mouth. I'm gonna bite you with it. I'm gonna get it out there. Yeah, get you. Um, oh, you get back in there. Um, yeah, it does. Like, like I said, the queen is the first time you you ever see it in that uh, is in the second movie, Aliens. Uh, Yas Queen. And, and they try to expand on it in other movies, but it it just doesn't work. Hence the Prometheus trilogy, we're just <coughs> <talking about>. especially <laughs> AVP. <laughs> Um, no, I like, like, it makes sense. Like, that's what I like about, like, aliens. Like, it it makes sense. Of course there's a queen that lays the eggs. Where else will the eggs come from? And don't fucking comment. I know we can't fucking comment on this, but don't fucking email saying, Oh, there's a deleted scene. Um, actually, if you think about it, what really happens is... The little drone aliens bring a dude to the queen, and he has to give it to her, and then she can lay the eggs, and that's how they grow. Like, I don't fucking care what the lead scene said that the lead but the queen um, makes a lot of sense. Actually, um, Mr. Anthony, um, I wrote fan fiction about this. Um, she loves to get it on. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like... So Jared is a scaly, got it. She uh, likes to get it on with uh, Donkey Kong, alright? Like, she's loving that, alright? And then Jared. she cheats on him with Sonic, alright? So, like... Jared, don't make me look up <laughs> Xenomorph X Donkey oh, Kong. Oh, please don't. Please all right. don't. Xenomorph. No, no, what's the next number? X Let's move on. Donkey. What do we... We got going now, but don't look that up. Oh, there. Whew. I mean, there's no sex, but uh, the first thing that comes up is Alien Donkey Kong, which is someone made Donkey Kong into an alien game. Anyways, um, the next one, T2. It made technical breakthroughs, specifically with the computer-generated effects, creating the liquid appearance of the T-1000. Yes, this is what I'm saying. That thing still looks better than most CGI things fucking today. Like, that is, that was, because, like, see, when I watched that again later in life, um, I was like, oh, this CGI probably doesn't even hold up, because, like, I was looking back at old movies that I had liked as a kid, and I'm like, oh, that special (laughs) effect does not fucking hold up. But that still does. Like, that whole movie still fucking holds up for, like, special effects and shit. Um, there's even a scene, uh, I just heard, oh god, somebody brought it up the other day, well, something I was watching, and, uh, there's a scene when, uh, they're fixing the back of Arnie's head, and, uh, the reflection in the mirror looks exactly, like, looks the same or whatever, but I guess that's because they, it was, like, her sister or something like that they had doing the same moves oh, yeah. to show you the inside of the head, because the camera couldn't show it, so it's just in a reflection. It's fucking amazing that they were able to figure yeah. that out. They looked out that she had a twin. Mm-hmm. Fucking um, amazing that they can do that. No, 
And here's a little fun fact, because they have the picture of the T-1000 in the helicopter. Game Grumps, um, that's where I got it from. They brought it up on something I was on uh, an old video. I was, I was watching some stuff, and it, they brought that up, and I wanted to use that. Uh, so credit to Game Grumps for mentioning that one, because that was fucking amazing. Yeah. Shout out to Game Grumps. <laughs> um, but uh, in, in the scene where uh, the T-1000 is driving the helicopter, you can actually see that he uh, has a third arm. <laughs> because he's flying the helicopter and shooting at the same time so he just gave himself a third arm that's fucking great he's like yeah of course he did why wouldn't Uh, hey you know what I really love Terminator 2 (laughs) the uh, Wayne's World when he gets pulled over (laughs) and it's just the guy from Chichu have you seen this boy? Oh! <laughs> oh, fucking Robert Patrick. Can we just take a short little break and just say how awesome Robert Patrick is? I'd agree with that. Uh, you should watch the fact fiend about how he got hired as the T-1000. It's crazy. I'm going to have to look into that. Uh, anyway, what's the next number? Um, number two, Aliens. It rounds out Ripley's characterization. So, the script for Aliens, the first Aliens movie, was written with no specific genders in my favorite characters. They all given unisex names, blah, 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 blah. Going into Aliens, James Cameron knew he'd be writing Ripley as a female character. Character? <laughs> character. So, and rounded her out, her characterization, by exploring her maternal instincts as she learns that her daughter on Earth has died and finds a new surrogate daughter in Newt. Fair enough. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, we, I, I, I can agree with that. I mean, we all know what happens to Ripley's daughter. You played as her. Is that Alien Isolation? That's Alien Isolation. That's I have not gone back to that game. I played it forever ago when it came out, and I, I have it in my list of things I want to try to replay through and refresh it. Um, I did not realize that's who that was. It's been forever. Yeah, I, I'm a coward, so I'm not going to go back through it, but. You scared little bitch. Oh, yeah. I'm a coward. Uh. How do you right. play Resident and, Evil? Uh, typically, um, screaming. Just like, just imagine that you're on fire, That the scream that you would do for the entirety of it. That's my mood. I'm just on edge constantly. <laughs> like, I love Resident Evil games, but I'm always like, all right, what's going to put going to put her on the fucking corner? What's going to fucking do? All right, okay, I got that out of my At least, you, okay, you're not as bad as, uh, as my sister and my grandmother. They'll watch a horror movie. They'll get so afraid of said horror movie that they have to have someone call them to reassure them that they're okay. Or if they know someone's coming back home, that person has to go turn on the lights because they will not go in a room that's not having a light on yet. So, uh, at least you're not that Yeah, no, like... No, like, I love being scared. (laughs) Like, it makes me... I... When I play through the Resident Evil games, I have more success playing those than games that I'm angry at because I'm not angry at them. I'm afraid of them. Well... Now that's debatable, um, because there were definitely moments playing Res Seven where I was fucking angry. <laughs> well, I mean, fucking I mean, angry bullshit, like fucking playing Mortal Kombat. Sense. <laughs> like playing Mortal Kombat and the computer just cheesing you out and you just losing over and over and over and over and over again. That's the kind of thing that pisses me off in games. So when I'm just like, okay, I can't do, I can't fucking do this puzzle. Let me look it up real quick. I can totally cheat a Resident Evil game. Okay, fair enough. Uh, anyway, what's uh, I believe it's our la- the last in the list should uh, be yep, Terminator Two, right? Um, that is correct. Oh, okay, uh, it builds on Sarah Connor's character. It see now that one I one hundred percent agree with yeah. because this Sarah one, Connor more, went from yeah. this woman who's just trying to work her everyday job, trying to live, just trying to live life, and that just gets completely fucking upturned by the fact that. 
machines are gonna get, gain sentience and want to fucking murder you because your son kills them all. Like that is a rude awakening of like what? <laughs> What's gonna happen you in like ten years? <laughs> and uh, you know, flash forward, you think you've stopped it, or at least slowed it down, but you know that they're gonna come back, and everyone thinks you're fucking insane for talking about you were hunted by a fucking machine man um yeah i agree with that uh and you know then you also have to deal with the fact you haven't seen your kid at all like you haven't been there at all uh because of uh you know being called fucking crazy for talking about machines coming to kill us all oh yeah um no i would definitely agree with that uh because then you get to see and it also shows that she's a badass like after that first movie being chased the way she did, she turned into a badass of like, I can't just be nothing. Like I got to be ready in case this happens again. Cause it's going to, <laughs> yeah. by the way, every year we pass the apocalypse of a uh, Terminator. You know when that was? <laughs> When's that? 1997. That's right. Yeah. We were four. Not a... Oh man. I, you were four. I was three. Because it was technically August. We're uh, young. It was August 29th, ninety seven. Wow, but yeah, no, I I agree with that. Like, you get to see more about her character. Um, I mean, the sequels as they went on, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Like in in T three, I know a lot of people that still like that one, but like, don't they just brush off that she got murdered somewhere along the way? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, because uh, like Lindell Hamilton John's, didn't want to be in it. Yeah, like John's a man, and when he brings up his mom, like, oh, she didn't, she told me everything I noticed to alive. She was killed. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, what? When did that happen? How the fuck did that happen? Like, she has a bulletproof casket. <laughs> <laughs> three uh but no i i agree with that whole list um you know they they both those movies differentiate themselves from what the, the first movie is by an entirely different genre style um but they all you know it does help explore not only uh you know your main your main characters that all survive your last girls basically um but it also uh, helps develop like your villain like you know the terminator becomes the good guy but uh, there's another terminator that comes it's even better and uh, yeah. Over in Aliens, you have instead of just one, you're dealing with like a beehive situation, and there is a queen. Like they they're both good on their own right. I agree with it. Yeah. And that's a joke of pants truth. Yeah, joke of pants truth. <laughs> you hate it so much. What did I ever do to you with it? Like when did I use it to offend you, your mother? I think it was that you just like it's a thing now. <laughs> You're like, you know, like in Mean Girls when she's trying to make fetch happen? That's you. Did you... Did you just... I don't know enough about the movie to figure out to exactly call you the character name. Did you just reference me with Mean Girls? Yeah. Yeah. I did. (laughs) <laughs> well everyone stay on enjoy your night oh uh, uh you know for all of you that are here um you read us oddcastmedia gmail.com you can also read us oddcastnetwork.com uh, uh you can message us on our facebook oddcast network or our instagram uh all the same name um also, uh, you're going to hear the, the disclaimer at the beginning of this episode, but just in case, I'm going to reiterate, uh, we're going to be taking a bit of a break after next week. Um, there are some things that are going on that you're going to be seeing real soon, and um, you know we have all these new shows coming, and there's a lot of things we're doing behind the scenes. Uh, we're going to take a short break. Um, I'm going to pile some episode stuff together so when we come back, we're bigger and stronger. And, um, you know, we'll be back after that. But everyone stay odd. Enjoy your weekends, your weeks, 
it's gonna be a hot one. Ah! Nice seven inches from the midday sun. <laughs> Anthony, anything else you want to add on? Um, yeah. In the first Terminator movie, the reason why Arnold Schwarzenegger looks so weird after a point is because he has no eyebrows. There you go. Now you feel better about it. Well, good night, everyone. What the fuck is that? Hey guys, if you enjoyed the show, you can go over to oddcastnetwork.com. That's right, oddcastnetwork.com. You can go over there and check out the other shows that we're doing. And you can also go check out patreon.com slash oddcast to help support the show. Until next time, y'all stay odd and stay happy. <laughs>